Welcome back, everybody, to Making It in Tampa Bay. Um, we've kind of had a little lull in our group episodes lately, and we apologize for that. As we know, life can get a little bit crazy, but we're back and we're ready to go. Um, Colton and I are here together. Uh, we have a topic that is probably common for a lot of you guys listening, and it's definitely common for somebody like me who runs his own business, and it's common just for everybody that's kind of you know, trying to do something in their 20s, 30s, 40s, no matter what stage of life you're in, I think everybody kind of deals with this to some extent. And it actually has a lot to do with this book here that Colton's reading called The Power of Now. Yeah. And I'll let him get a little bit more into that. But uh, <laughs> Colton's dropping the mic over here already. Every time, but, man, every time. Yeah, it's a common thing over here. But anyways, yeah, we just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about being present and living in the moment because I think with things like social media, um, you know, your time hop might pop up on your Facebook and drag you right into the past. Uh, you know, people are always thinking about things that they did in the past, what they could have done differently, trying to think about the future, like what might happen tomorrow, like, you know, what might happen in a couple of years, what their goals are. So I think we wanted to talk a little bit about kind of like that balance between like having goals, making sure that you're always striving towards things in the future, but also not sacrificing right now and living in the moment. So Colton, what are your yeah. initial thoughts? Maybe maybe go into a little bit about what this book yeah, is you and know, kind of this, how you started getting into book, it. This uh, book, it's called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, which is probably one of the, if not the, one of the greatest spiritual teachers on our planet today. Just an absolutely enlightened individual. Um, he's been on Oprah Winfrey's you know show many times. Oprah Winfrey has her own podcast. I think it's uh, Super Soul Sunday. Her and Eckhart has had, had a series for a while now, every single Sunday. I don't claim to be any type of guru, but I just know this this book has been absolutely transforming my life, changing the way I live, and um, really leading me to a state of peace, which I think is something I've lacked my entire life. And I think in this day and age that we don't really experience anymore, man. I think yeah. that so many of us are, are seeking what I would call counterfeit peace. You know, you know, for example, we, we drink, you know, to find peace, or we smoke cigarettes or vaporizers, whatever it is, to get that quick hit, to just be, be present and to get that thinking mind to stop. Interesting. You know, and so really it, it helps you identify the ego, man, and separate that really that presence, that God spirit within us and separate it from the mind, separate it from the, the mind identification and the mind dominance. And God, it's just taking me on a crazy journey, man. And what made you want to start um, looking into that? You know, I think deep down, you know, you were talking about every walk of life, people have experienced this. I think this is a, a desire and a yearning for every human being to have peace, yeah. you know? And, and one thing I've realized is I go through these seasons of life, and I think we all do, when it's high stress situations or in high anxiety situations where our mind is just running 24 seven and we can't get it to stop, yeah. you know? And it just causes so much turmoil and it actually causes physical disease as well, you know, Absolutely. disease. And so, you know, I just think that through everything I've been through and, and everything I've stripped, striven strive strived <laughs> after you know and i just realized none of that really matters man i think the only thing that matters is just having peace and living in a state of joy and happiness and yeah and what are some of the things in society that i mean obviously social media but like is there anything else that you can think of that really contributes to people not being able to live in the present man i just think it's just the way we're wired i think we've just i think we're disconnected from the source mm -hmm. you know nowadays i think we've really lost touch with our being and that in that presence within us and that spiritual side in us and i think we yeah. just so many of us live through the mind we think we are our mind we identify with the ego and our ego really is is just it's our mind this is what's so crazy because i try to explain this and i think so many people don't even understand this concept and it's like 
the mind is not who we are. You know, the mind is just a tool we've been given in this human body, but like there's a life force, there's a presence within us and we've just been given this mind. Yeah. And the mind is just a big compilation of everything that's happened to us in our past, every experience, every trauma, every every neuro association, every correlation, our mind has developed this sense of self on who we think we are. Yeah. Right. And that can be broken and, and you know, it can be wired the wrong way. And really like once we learn to separate the mind from our spirit and who we are, we begin to become the observer of our thoughts, the listener yeah. to our thoughts rather than identifying and thinking we are our mind. We are our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I promise you that mind, you know, it'll beat you up, man. It's it's it thinks it's in your best interest, but it isn't always, man. Yep. It really operates out of fear. And out of keeping itself protected, and um, so it's almost like you're looking at yourself from the third person yes. versus from the first person. Yeah, and it's a really crazy concept to think of. It's almost like you have multiple versions of yourself you're living with. And I guess when you get into like Christianity, you, Christianity, you have the flesh and the spirit. Yeah. Right, and they're and they're definitely polar opposites. But when you really begin to to dive into this, to dive in with yourself, man, it's it's wild. Yeah. I think self-awareness is just such a big thing. And I think that being able to master this concept is like a huge step in getting self-awareness. I mean, that's really what it is, man. I mean, Buddha literally stands for the awakened one, mm-hmm. right? And I know Jesus has talked about this so much in, in his gospel as well and in Christianity. And it, I mean, I think this really is to goal. I mean, this is what bringing heaven to earth would be for me, yep. you know, learning to live in a state of peace and, and, you know, I think just so many of us, man, we don't even know how to live in the present. We're just always in the future and thinking about what's to come or worrying about what's to come or we're thinking about the past, yep. you know, and that's just, it's, it's the human condition. It's just the ultimate cause of suffering for us. Do you have, do you have any like practical tips that, you know, if I wanted to start living more in the present, like starting now, like what are a couple things daily maybe that I could start doing to maybe help get there? Yeah. So that's the journey I'm on now because when it comes to being present and finding peace, obviously we hear of the, the common things many people do nowadays, which is meditation, mm-hmm. you know, um, exercising and breath work, which is very powerful. But all those things require some type of effort. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've realized. And, and what I talked about earlier is counterfeit peace. Why so many humans are turning to drugs, you know, and, and nicotine and all these whether it's sex, you know, any sorts of pleasure. And the mm-hmm. reason we do this, because for temporarily, for those few split seconds, there's a gap, a gap in the yeah. incessant thinking. There's a, there's a gap in the stream of thoughts. And for that quick moment, you're so present and you have that peace, but it's so short-lived. Mm-hmm. And, and so don't get confused, audience. Like social media likes and followers are definitely another version of absolutely. that Absolutely. It, it's a quick hit. Well, that's, that's feeding the ego, right? You know, mm-hmm. our identification with self. But, you know, for example, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I've, I've tried to vape before. And mm-hmm. I remember, you know, when I, when I tried to smoke a vape one time, and I, I hit it and I was like, it was actually a very powerful sensation that came over me and it was an instant calming in the thoughts. Mm-hmm. It was an instant peace. And I was like, man, this is a powerful drug yeah. because, but what it is, is it, it did give you that split second of peace. It's a back door in the peace, yeah. but there's a cost for that. And this is the same peace that you can enter into when you do breath work, when you do meditation, but that requires an extreme discipline that requires the effort, yeah. but it also comes with the multiple benefits and doesn't come with all the negative side effects that these other drugs do. Mm-hmm. But it's just crazy that we humans really, all these things we do is to seek peace yeah that's interesting because even when my day is very chaotic it's almost like i'm seeking that peace at the end of the day to be able to like feel accomplished yeah and like feel like i did enough for the day or something like that yeah so that's why in the morning if i'm super tired and like i don't feel like doing anything for the day i'll just get myself all amped up on coffee yeah and it's like 
I'm, what I'm really chasing is that fulfillment at the end of the day to feel like I did enough. Yeah. So it's like ultimately, even when I'm like creating more chaos throughout my day, I'm ultimately looking for peace at the end of the day. Yeah. And even that, you know, feeling like you did, you did enough or like that's the ego as well. Yeah. You know? And it, which is cr- So it just becomes so wild when you start to become the listener of your mind and start to understand it because you mm-hmm. kind of see the way that it operates, you know, and, yeah. and the groundwork for which it's been laid or it thinks is the way to live. And sometimes it's not, it's not always serving us, you know, and so. Yeah. Super interesting stuff. Very much so, man. Because um, I've, I've noticed even when I've tried meditating, like I've, you know, I have the Headspace app. I pay for the twelve ninety nine a month or whatever it may be to get all the plans and all the access. And it really helps. But it's kind of humbling, I guess you could say, at the very beginning when you start doing that kind of stuff. Because it's hard to just sit and focus. Yeah. And not not focus is the point, I guess, right? Like the whole point is just to sit there and not be thinking about anything. Well, that's the thing. I mean, to be present and to put it more practical is to actually stop and smell the roses, you know, to hear yeah. the things around you, to hear the birds chirping, to, to smell the roses and to uh-huh. just be there and actually listen to people and, and just see the great beauty around you. And we don't, we don't do that anymore. We've really lost touch with that innate, you know, humanly self. And we're so, we're constantly thinking that we don't yeah. even see any of this. We don't notice, we don't recognize because we're living in our mind. Yeah constantly thinking we're addicted mm-hmm. we are addicted just like everything else to the thoughts that are going in our head which a lot of times will torment us yeah so what's the balance between like being somebody with crazy ambitions and goals and like only thinks about the future and only thinks about like the past and what they could have done better and like what's the balance between that and then just like somebody that lives so much in the moment that they're just like you know, living out of a van and like just kind of living the hippie lifestyle yeah. because they don't care about anything other than living in the moment. Well, that's, that's, What's the balance? That's a challenge, man. And I think that's kind of what I'm trying to find out now. And, yeah. and Eckhart Tolle does discuss that in this book. It's not bad to have goals and ambitions. That's not bad. You can still be present while doing that, yep. you know, and but so many people focus on, that's the problem is we're always so focused on attainment. When I get here, yep. when I get here, I'll be fulfilled. When I get here, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. When I have this, I'll make it. Yep. And the problem is we're so focused on that that we sacrifice the now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, just to give some, you know, practical examples is so many of us suffer unnecessarily, you know, where our, our mind, our ego is so identified with fear and it's always worrying that mm-hmm. some of these things never even happen. Yeah. You know, for example, I was driving to Armature Works where we are the other day and it was raining out and I couldn't find my umbrella at the back of my car. So I spend the entire 15 minutes of my drive panicking, worrying, <laughs> like completely robbing the moment about a future that's not even existing yet. Yeah. Thinking and, and the moral of the story is when I got to Armature Works, my umbrella was in the back of my car. Yeah, and you so were so freaked out. So I spent 15 minutes it. in fear in the future, not present, robbing the present moment of the peace and joy I could have had, yep. worrying about something that never even would have happened. Yep. I'm do I'm trying to balance the same thing right now because I'm wearing this heart monitor and it's like, you know, I obviously spend some time worrying about like what if something's wrong, like what if there really is something wrong with like the way my heart's beating. But it's like at the same time I'm trying to actively realize like I can't just sit and worry because it's going to ruin all these days that are leading up to my doctor just being yeah. like, Jake, there's nothing wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we had, you know, my, my mastermind group, we have about, or our mastermind group, we have about 10 people and we're all reading this book. And it's just been incredible to hear the transformation that's going on as we become more enlightened and, and more present. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, w- one of the girls in our group, one of her laptops went off and for an entire week she was going crazy, yeah. absolutely stressing out. All her work stuff was on it. Miserable. Ruined her entire week and come yeah. to find out only that something got disconnected in the future. Yeah. I mean, not the future, in the laptop. Yeah. You know, so. Um, and it's not just the future too. It's like when you think about stuff from the past and you're just dwelling, Yeah. that robs you from taking action right now. Yeah. You know, one of the things Tony Robbins says is your past doesn't determine your future unless you live there. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and so a lot of people do live in their past. They think that because it happened in the past, it's going to happen in the future. I mean, and again, it just robs them of the present moment. So See, the ego lives in the past or the future. It can't live in the present moment. That's what's so amazing. And and I'll read you. Um, I'm going to read you guys. So just to give you a little thing, I've highlighted in the book. And it says, glimpses of love and joy or brief moments of deep peace are possible whenever a gap occurs in the stream of thoughts. For most people, such gaps happen rarely and only accidentally in moments when the mind is rendered speechless, sometimes triggered by great beauty, extreme physical exertion, or even great danger. Suddenly there's inner stillness, and within that stillness there's subtle but intense joy, there is love, there is peace. Yeah. It also says, usually such moments are short-lived and a mind quickly resumes its noise-making activity that we call thinking. But love, joy, and peace cannot flourish until you have freed yourself from mind dominance. Yep. Think That's about crazy. It, and the mind, the ego wants control. And this is what's been <laughs> such a crazy journey for me going into meditation. And it's actually, I mean, this was like a, you know, a light bulb going off the other day. I was trying to meditate in as I'm trying to meditate, my mind is throwing everything at me mm-hmm. because it can't live in the present moment and it doesn't want to relinquish that control. It wants dominance. It wants you to listen. It wants your attention, mm-hmm. right? But when you realize that you are separate and you're listening to it, you are giving this thing attention to just keep on rambling nonsense, mm-hmm. literally nonsense sometimes. And a lot of it's not self-serving. Yeah. I mean, it can put you into a depression. It can put you into, you know, whatever. And so as I begin to meditate, you become the observer of these thoughts and just let them go and it's just crazy to see how much control your mind wants over you. Yeah, it's insane, man. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, it's cool that you've been on this journey, and it's especially cool from my side because I struggle so much with this. So it's really cool to be able to like actually have some practical tips to go away with, and maybe maybe limit my time like certain hours of the day with my phone, and yeah. maybe just try to get outside a little bit more, and like maybe go for a walk on the beach every weekend or something yeah. like that. Because we live in Florida, and it's like the beach is right there. It's like a perfect example of something that. Like, like you were saying, when you just get completely awestruck by something that's so beautiful, it's like walking on the beach and just like realizing like, how is this even possible? And like looking around at like the water and the sand, it's like, how is this stuff even possible? Like, I know that I have those moments sometimes whenever I see like either a beautiful like sunset or like a nice view somewhere, I just like look around at the earth and I'm like, how is it even possible that like this is all here yeah. and it's all so like perfectly put together? Yeah, no, and, and I think that's so good. I think yeah. one of the ways that we can begin to reconnect is to go out into nature. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, we've lost touch with the earth. You know, yeah. we've lost touch, touch with our, our human selves. And it, it just goes to show you, we only find those moments where the, where the mind is rendered speechless in great beauty or danger or mm-hmm. fear or extreme physical exertion where people yeah. will go to their gym and beat themselves to death just so they can have a moment of peace and their mind will just shut yeah. up. Exactly. But it shows you how little that we spend in peace and how often we spend in our mind. Mm-hmm. But the most amazing thing is, as Eckhart talks about is that as you begin to recognize and experience what being present is all about, as you begin to recognize what peace is, because mm-hmm. the, the mind can't doesn't understand it, but only that presence inside you can really understand what peace is. Yep. You start to go back and forth like a seesaw between the presence of that moment. Like instead of just having great beauty, you start to recognize it and you go back and forth between ego and mind. Yeah. And you start to recognize I'm not present. Even recognizing you're not present, there's such great power in that yeah. because you're recognizing the present. And you go back and forth until eventually you start leaning more predominantly on the, on the side of presence. So. Yeah. I think it's just another thing, like just like anything else, you just got to practice it and like just keep trying to go. Like if you go outside and walk on the beach once and you like scroll on Instagram the whole time, like don't yeah. let that stop you from going back, 
you know, next time. Absolutely. Well, just catching yourself that you realize I'm not even here. I'm in my phone. Yeah. I'm elsewhere. I'm in my mind. Yeah, that's There's a power good step. In that, man. That's a good step. There's absolutely power in that. So yeah. this just goes into such further work of what I'm doing, you know, as becoming a life coach and learning about the way our mind is wired and the way it either serves us or mm-hmm. doesn't serve us. You know, and one of the things that's come with this is I've, I've beginning to learn about emotions, you know, because through my past and some of the trauma I've, I've experienced in my life, I've always thought, you know, and especially being a man yeah. in 2019, the way we've grown up in this society where, you know, we're playing sports and your coach tells you not to be a bitch when you've broken your finger or you have a massive cut on you and he's like, rub some dirt in it. Yeah. Crying makes you weak, yeah. you know, and it's like I, I grew up in a society where I wouldn't show emotion. So I always thought I was emotionless. And. I've realized as of recently, man, that's so wrong. Mm-hmm. I have tons of emotions. I, I'm very emotional, yeah. but I don't know how to process emotion. That makes sense. Right? I've never known how to process or recognize it. And so I was feeling all these emotions that were, they don't go anywhere. Like people think if you don't, if you just ignore them, like these emotions are just going to go away. They don't, man. Yeah. They just store up until you're, you're sitting in depression and anxiety and fear and guilt and shame and all these things are weighing you down yeah. and you don't know why because you can't process them. Mm-hmm. Perfect example is when you bottle anger up and then like all of a sudden some random situation will pop up and yeah. you just like explode, explode and you're like, why did I explode? Well, here's what's that? so cool. And I think that this is something amazing that I begin to observe more is that as I was reading one of Tony Robbins books and he was going through this process he learned that emotions he just changed the word he calls them action signals Mm. right and because what what an emotion really is it's an it's a reflection of what's going on within your mind whether it's the subconscious or you have unconscious thoughts that are going in your head that is your emotions are just little action signals to you that something is going on in your thoughts that is causing this emotion Mm -hmm. and we can go and unwind that and diffuse it before you know it gets any bigger and i kind of read you if you want to follow up with that, but I'll just find a page real quick. No, that's interesting. I think uh, I think a lot of the time, like I'll just, I think in the moment sometimes I'll catch myself like getting mad at something stupid, and I realize in my head I'm like, Jake, this is stupid to get mad about. And I think step one of kind of getting to the next step of uh, this whole process and figuring yourself out and living in the moment is just having that awareness of like, all right, Jake this is a dumb emotion to be feeling right now. Like you shouldn't be angry at this. Yeah. I think just having that awareness is how you ultimately get to conquering that. Yeah. So this is, if you're listening, this is definitely going to require some focus because I mean, this, <laughs> I'm going to read you a passage here, but it'll give you an understanding of what I'm talking about. So yeah. um, here we go. It says an emotion usually represents an amplified and energized thought pattern. And because of its often overpowering energetic charge, it is not easy initially to stay present enough to be able to watch it. It wants to take you over and it usually succeeds unless there is enough presence in you. If you are pulled into unconscious identification with the emotion through lack of presence, which is normal, the emotion temporarily becomes quote unquote you. Often a vicious circle builds up between your thinking and the emotion and they feed each other. The thought pattern creates a magnified reflection of itself in the form of an emotion and the vibrational frequency of the emotion keeps feeding the original thought pattern. By dwelling mentally on the situation, event, or person that is the perceived cause of the emotion, the thought feeds energy to the emotion, which in turn energizes the thought pattern and so on. So it's a vicious cycle. Man. (laughs) But what's so amazing is is that the energy, think of anger. Yeah. Right, the emotion wants to take you over. It wants to become quote unquote you. Mm-hmm. So, and what's amazing as you become enlightened, as you become so present, and you have so much peace. 
you begin to feel these emotions come to the body. You feel the anger. Instead of what she says is normal, jumping into it, mm-hmm. letting it take you over and just reacting, you just feel the emotion like, wow, I just felt this wave of anger coming over me, but now you're observing it yep. rather than jumping into it. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, that's just absolutely crazy. That's nuts. It requires extreme, <laughs> you know, awakeness, you know, and enlightenment. It's just to be so present. Yeah, absolutely. Well, is there anything else that you want to leave the people with, with uh, just anybody out there that's really struggling to, you know, either live, they're either living in the past or they're living too much in the future. Is there any last little tidbit you want to leave them with yeah, before we go? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, we all suffer with this. Uh-huh. I still suffer with this. That's yeah. why it's a, my constant journey. As I've told many of my friends, I've always been very goal oriented and I've always wanted to, you know, be so successful and I want to be the speaker. But as of the rest of my year, as 25 years old, I've dropped all of that. And my only mission, my only goal for the rest of this year is to learn how to be at peace and to learn how to be present and to just be in the moment and experience true joy, you know, and true love. Um, And I think that for the, that'll set me up for the rest of my life for, for greatness, man, and to really experience all the great things to come. But man, I I think no matter how much you have in life, no matter how rich you are and how much material possessions you have, if you don't have peace, you will be miserable. Yep. It doesn't matter how much you have, you can still experience depression and anxiety and turmoil, which is why these people commit suicide, man. Like literally their thoughts and their mind is so dominant over them and speaks to them so much that they just want to escape from it and they they go to the point of suicide. So I think, you know, mental health and really figuring out, you know, this walking journey of life is a fine piece Mm -hmm. is the most important thing in your life. So And I think just like people practice physical health, exercising, they should practice mental health with getting outside, trying meditation, really trying to be more aware of themselves. And I think those are just a couple practical tips going forward that people can try. Yeah, most definitely. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to one of us, probably more, more likely Colton, because he's a bit more experienced in this area than I am. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I do life coaching. You know, this is what I do for for. I wouldn't even say a living. This is my passion and my purpose on this earth is to help free people, man, yep. to, to get them out of the rat race and really free people of their mind. And yeah, yeah I mean, this, this guy, Colton, he's one of those people that you can get around and like feel hyped up. You can feel, you can just feel a lot different after sitting down with him for 30 minutes. So Thanks, I'm glad he was able to highlight this topic for you guys today. And uh, yeah, a little shorter episode today. And um, I guess we'll see you guys next time. But if you guys have any other questions, Obviously, feel free to reach out to any of us. Feel free to share this episode if you found it valuable. Uh, Leave us a five-star rating on Apple if you feel so inclined. Leave us a written review if you can and uh, follow us on social media. And we'll see you guys next time.